the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, February the 15th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On February 15th, 1965, singer Nat King Cole, he sold more than 50 million records in a very short career. He sold songs like Mona Lisa and Route 66, those kinds of songs. He died in Santa Monica, California. He was 45 years old. Today in 1764, the site of present-day St. Louis was established by a couple of Frenchmen whose names I cannot pronounce. Today in 1879, President Rutherford B. Hayes, he signed a bill allowing female attorneys to argue cases before the Supreme Court. Today, in 1898, the U.S. battleship Maine mysteriously blew up in Havana Harbor. It killed about 260 crew members, and it brought the United States closer to war with Spain. Today, in 1933, President-elect Franklin D. Roosevelt escaped an assassin attempt in Miami that mortally wounded the Chicago mayor. The gunman was executed about four weeks later. Today in 1950, the animated film Cinderella premiered in Boston. Today in 1989, the Soviet Union announced the last of its troops had left Afghanistan after more than nine years of military intervention. And today in 2013, I remember talking about this on this program. We had not been on the air too long, but for a while at this time, but in 2013, today, with a flash, blinding flash and a booming shockwave, a meteor blazed across uh, Russia's western Siberian sky and exploded. Um, it injured more than a thousand people. It blasted out windows all across the countryside in that part of of Russia. And it was an amazing thing, and uh, of course, it scared the people to death, as it would anyone. They didn't know what had happened. But uh, that, those are some of the things that have happened today in history. Oh, and Gary Randall was born today on February 15th in Yakima, Washington. I don't know if Yakima still has that sign out there. I haven't driven on the east side of Yakima for a while. But is that sign still out there that says Yakima, the Palm Springs of Washington? I never saw Yakima as the Palm Springs of Washington as a kid growing up there and, and uh, in my young adult years before Marjorie and I got married and moved to Bellevue. But I, I've all, who put that up and got any result where it was supposed to be. The Bible says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord 
The psalmist said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The word of the Lord today is perhaps as needed as any other time in history, and it's always been needed. It's the word of the Lord. But today there is so much that is coming against each of us all across this country, through our communities, around the world. There is such a hesitancy. There's fear. There's anxiety. People today are afraid because so much is unknown. So much is in limbo. So much is based on relativism rather than the truth. It's an evolving truth. It's the truth that I tell you today that will form what we do today, and it may be different tomorrow, and so on. That brings about a great uncertainty, and there is a great uncertainty. There's a cloud of uncertainty across our country today in our communities, in families, economically, culturally. Every part of our society seems to be teetering as the foundations are undermined and attacked by leftists who take no responsibility for the outcome, for the consequences of what they do and what they believe. That's where we are today in this country. There's continued shootings. The left keeps shrieking that we need to get rid of guns. We don't need to get rid of guns. We need to get rid of sin. When people's hearts are right with God, their actions will follow. I can promise you that. The Word of God says that, and I've seen that in my life. And I'm over 40 now. I've seen a lot, maybe well beyond over 40, like beyond 45 or so. But I've seen a lot, and so have you. We live in a very tenuous time. The Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl last Sunday, they won It was a close game. It was a good game. They beat the 49ers. I watched the game. I enjoyed it. They came home. Kansas City put on a big parade for them, a big celebration, as cities normally do when their football team wins the the Super Bowl. But guess what? While they were doing that, having this big parade, this big event in Kansas City, celebrating something that's a sport. It's football. Some person or person started shooting. Chaos erupted near the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade on Wednesday. Shots rang out, leaving multiple people wounded. We can't even have a celebration culturally without somebody trying to kill a bunch of people. The shooting reportedly occurred west of Union Station. That's I think that's right downtown. Just as the event was ending, it's amazing. We need to get over our biases, as the left has so much, on guns and gender liquidity and all these kinds of things. I mean, it's just, it's destroying a nation, it's destroying a generation, and there is a great deal of anxiety that flows from that. There is good news, though. The good news is the Word of God. And the good news sometimes comes from the Supreme Court, of all things. 
Yesterday, the, free, the, the Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing, nine to zero, that federal agencies can be sued. That should open the floodgates and make them accountable. All of the government agencies. It's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. But that has been turned on its head as so much of the other aspects of an orderly society have been in recent years. The court ruled against the Biden administration in a case revolving around the question of whether or not people can sue federal agencies. Well, Biden administration was making the The U.S. Supreme Court did this argument and has now opened the door for many, many more lawsuits to be filed in the near future. This accountability, it, it is that Biden uh, people were shocked. Well, they shouldn't be shocked because our form of government, long before Joe stumbled onto the scene, has been of the people. That our rights are God-given. And God gives these rights to us, and we create a government to protect those God-given rights. It's real simple. But they think they are the giver of rights and all things. And if they're not of the mind to give it to the people, then the people don't need it. That That experiment has been tried again and again and again on the face of this earth. And every time it has failed... It goes by socialism, it goes by the name communism, but in every case, whatever it's called, it doesn't work. Our republic and the way our founding fathers crafted our document, our constitution, is as close to God's way of life on earth as any nation has ever gotten with their founding documents or with their evolving documents. And yet we have a government today that on every turn tries to undermine that and undermine our God-given freedoms and our rights. And there is a growing, it's not some shrieking far-right kind of person. It's ordinary people, just folks like most of us who are getting fed up with the way things are going. Very fed up. I don't think, I don't know if the press realizes that or not, but they, they're acting like they're a little bit in a panic, so apparently they do, but they're not admitting it. But the left, the political left, they don't seem to have a clue. President Biden just keeps going along, and he's talking about the future when he, you know, can... Communicate now. He's saying when he had that interview with uh, with the the lawyer here, the, the investigation about his fitness and so on and so forth. The other day, the her uh, report, he uh, he says he, the reason that he was so disjointed in that interview now is that he hadn't slept the night before. They keep coming out with these excuses. I mean, we all get to a point where we don't function as well as we once did. That's the course of life. But good grief, none of us are trying to be president of the United States. We live in a chaotic time. There's no question 
about that. We also learned this week that three separate prosecutors reportedly met with White House aides before indicting former President Donald Trump, President Joe Biden's political opponent. That's very important that we keep that in mind. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today because it's important. It's important for now and perhaps even more important in the days to come that we understand the darkness of what's going on just beneath the surface in our beautiful, beloved country. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. We need it. I want to remind all of you in the... I know we have listeners, but our support is not what it should be, and and we are not meeting budget in uh, Oregon on KPDQ in southwest Washington. So I would encourage you to... um, if you believe in what we're doing, if you don't, then don't. I mean, this isn't for you. But if you believe in what we're doing and you believe it should continue on your station, I would encourage you to step up and become one of our supporters. We need your support. I know there's a lot of appeals out there for a lot of different things. I understand that. I get them. I get them by the dozen every day, uh, by the tens of dozens some days, literally. But I understand that. But Prayerfully consider, if the Lord would nudge you or speak to your heart to join us, we need you. Because we don't continue on stations that don't pay their budget, that don't, in other words, support us being on in that area. So it's going to force us to make a decision that I don't want to make, but I will. So please um, consider it, pray about it. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks, and then we'll make some decisions. But thank you. And to all of you who do support this program, and some of you do. And I mean, it isn't without support. It just isn't uh, covering our need um, at each month, the, the budget of the ministry for that area. So all of our other stations are, are doing well. Thank you. And um, the ministry is doing well. We pay our bills on time. And do the important things that, excuse me, any um, organization or ministry should do. So thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Now, these reported meetings suggest a coordinated attack against Biden's 2024 political rival. That would be Trump. Now, I'm not promoting Trump today. I'm promoting I'm, I'm promoting justice and I'm, I'm talking about getting it right and turning on the light because so much is going on in the darkness in this country. This coordination, if it occurred, and it appears that it did, it certainly lends credence to Trump's belief that the indictments are election interference. And election interference is not for, is, is forbidden. It's not allowed in America so far. Here's what we learned yesterday. The timing of the indictments against Trump has always seemed a little odd, a little peculiar to me, and I've mentioned that on this program, and I think others feel that way as well. <clears throat> After Trump announced a re-election bid against Biden, Four indictments hit Trump in four separate jurisdictions, each following revelations about the Biden family business. Breitbart News reported yesterday 
The three cases prosecutors reportedly met with the Biden administration before indicting Trump are Alvin Bragg, New York, that was on the Stormy Daniels thing, Jack Smith in Miami, that's the documents issue, Fonnie Willis in Fulton County, Georgia, the one that now is in the hot seat herself, uh, that that had to do with, with a state, Georgia state issue that Trump was trying to force people to change the election and the votes and so on and so forth. So the first one on the Stormy Daniels issue, that, indi- that indictment occurred on April 4th, 2023. That's the same day that former Biden aide Kathy Chung testified about Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. That contradicted Biden's version of the events. We now know this was in 2023. We now know that he had had him strewn all over his house. I mean, you've seen the pictures, I'm sure. On March 17th, 2023, Bragg asked for a meeting with federal law enforcement ahead of the Trump indictment. That's according to Fox News. A year earlier, Bragg's office hired a former senior Department of Justice, a DOJ official, Matthew Kalingigo, who spent years targeting Trump at the Justice Department. He also attacked Trump in his role in the New York Attorney General's office. Now, there's a whole bunch of floating pieces, but they all come together now. As the light has been turned on, as we've learned more, thanks to some of our very good elected officials in Congress, Uh, Tom Cotton and others. Bragg has been very discredited by the indictment because the people that read it, even Democrats, they're saying this is not an indictment. Some are saying this is unconstitutional because there's no crime. He's been absolutely discredited. It's a shame. They're willing to destroy our country. This is all run by the White House, by the way, just in case you have any questions. These are the words of Trump. He's telling you, I told you so. And he did. And he was right. Trump says he's the one, this this Matthew is the one that's le- that's leading this. He was sitting in the front row in the court during the whole thing. He was in the front row. This is all done by the White House because they don't want to run against us. And people say, oh, well, that's just Trump. Well, now the facts are beginning to emerge. And it isn't just Trump doing what he does. The second case was about the documents. Smith filed the second indictment on June 8th, 2023, the same day that an FBI 1023 form surfaced <clears throat> alleging Joe Biden was bribed $5 million. Later in June, Smith filed a superseding indictment in the case the day after Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal in Delaware fell apart. Every time, and what what, the, what this is showing is that every time that something very dis, destructive or p- potentially destructive against the Biden family is brought to the forefront, they've indicted Trump and deferred the attention and the press has followed in lockstep. They've covered it meticulously well, they've ignored the Biden mess and bribery and all of that. And this is 
it is all now coming to a point of, of light where you can see what was really going on and the public is beginning to understand. I mean, most of us don't sit around and study these things to the, you know, to the depth of them because we don't have time. We're working, we're paying our bills, we're doing, we have family, we, we do what we do and, and, and yet we're grabbing the news here because we really care and we listen when we can and so on. And people are just have been fed a lie for the last number of years. And the press has been a cohort. They, they've they've done their part. They've carried the water for a very, very, very corrupt administration. It is so corrupt that it almost, to ordinary people like us, it almost seems beyond reality that surely that's not happening, is it? Oh, yeah. Months prior to that, in March, a member of Biden's counsel's office met with the top member of Smith's team just nine weeks before he indicted Trump in the classified document case. Now, understand, and I think most of you probably do, but if you don't understand that Biden has these documents scattered all over his house, I mean, we've seen the picture. I may have put some of the pictures in some of the articles that we write and publish every day on Faith and Freedom Daily, our, it's our website, and, and I write an article there that, every day and talk, sometimes talk about what's in that article on the radio. In fact, most often I do. It's rare when I don't. But we've included, I'm pretty sure we've included pictures in some of the things I've wrote about on that. And I mean, it's a mess. I mean, his, his, his garage is a mess. But they're all over the place. And that Corvette that he talks about all the time, and that's cool. I mean, I always kind of wanted a Corvette when I was growing up in Yakima. I couldn't afford one. I had an old Chevy, but I didn't have a Corvette. Anyway, he they're scattered all over there. I saw one box under the back end of this Corvette in his garage, and oh, I mean, it's a mess. It looks like it looks like he's just been pushing stuff in there. Maybe a lot of us do that, but I don't know if he should be doing it with classified documents or not. But anyway, over a long period of time, Biden, Trump comes along and he takes, and he shouldn't have, I guess, I don't know. But the protocol is that, that presidents have done that and then returned them. But Trump at least had them in an orderly pile, and, and it was the agents that came in that strewed out the papers all over the floor. I mean, that came to light, and they admitted, yeah, we did that. They, they were all boxed up, you know, nicely in, all in a row and blah, blah, blah. So the way it came down is Trump was indicted on that for having them. Biden has not been. What's the difference? It's just prejudice. It's political. This meeting and the meetings that happened every time before an indictment event happened, they raised obvious concerns about the visits to the White House. Bratt began his work with a special counsel. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley told the New York Post that he said there is no reason why the Justice Department should not be able to confirm whether this meeting was related to the ongoing investigation or concerns some other matter. Trump slammed the indictment, of course, as election interference. Biden does not want to run against him, Trump said. They didn't want to run against me. 
That's why they did it. And, you know, you say, well, that's Trump. I mean, he repeats himself, and he does. But it's looking more and more and more and more like he's right. The more we know, even Democrats are saying, boy, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're beginning to push back a little bit. In this third case, this Georgia case, Willis filed the third indictment against Trump on August 14th, 2023. The official court website at Fulton County, Georgia, published what appeared to be an indictment against Trump. Then they deleted it because there was nothing proved. They pulled it off. Months before the indictment, Willis' top county prosecutor met twice with Biden's White House counsel on May 23rd and on November 18th, 2022. That was a year before Trump's August indictment. Willis's prosecutor reportedly charged Fulton County taxpayers $2,000 for each meeting, billing $250 an hour for eight hours. Neither Willis nor the prosecutor dispute the allegations, but a spokesperson for Willis's office told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is, I think, conservative paper. I read parts of it, and it, it looked like it was pretty conservative. But they were on this story. But Willis's office told them, the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, that she would later respond in court filings to all these questions. But, of course, they never have. Now, in January, The Hill, which is a kind of centered a left-leaning, they said former President Trump, I'm quoting them, on Tuesday insisted the case against him and several others in Georgia over efforts to overturn the state's 2020 election results should be dropped after another defendant filed a motion accusing Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis of improper behavior. The improper behavior was the guy she hired to be the prosecutor is a, is a guy that's married, but he was having an affair with her and she's paid him thousands of dollars to do what he's doing in this prosecution attempt on Donald Trump. He has never done anything close to this as a lawyer. He's done divorces primarily, but she hired him because of their relationship, apparently. I mean, it's pretty obvious. He had a big, a very big event yesterday you saw in Georgia, Trump says, he, he said the case has to be dropped. He said immunity arguments in a separate, he said federal 2020 election interference case against him. He said they, it needs to be dropped. It needs to be thrown out. They went after 18 or 20 people. She was out of her mind. It now turns out the case is totally compromised. Well, again, he's right. It's illegal. What she did is illegal. So we'll let the state handle that, he said, but what a sad situation. Mike Roman, a Philadelphia-based political guy who served as Trump's director of Election Day operations on his 2020 uh, election campaign, he faces seven criminal charges by these same people. And yet they are willfully and knowingly breaking the law every single day they are trying to indict Trump. And the dates... The dates are showing that they have been colluding with the Biden administration and orchestrating the timing of every one of these indictments to link up 
with the timing of the release of negative news and negative accusations against the Biden family and their money schemes. That's where we where we are now. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what life is telling us. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.